what's going on, man? How are you doing in another day of this time that we're living in now? Yeah, there's curfews everywhere. Um, on on the Michael K show, I heard I th- I think he said Louisville that there was a bunch of cops, like a bunch of cops, just l- lining up, making sure everything's okay. But none of them had their body cams on. And what will we? And what was we talking about the other day? People yeah. need to look at the body cams. So if the body cams are not on. We have to think, why are they not on? People do not want to be able to prove what's going on. Yeah. So that's that's a problem. Some places there are 5 p.m. curfews. Some places there are 8 p.m. curfews. Here, I think I heard 11. I don't know why they would say 11 and not earlier than that. But that's... You know, kind of stupid to even have one then, because most people are going to be in their house at eleven o'clock at night. I, I would have made it. I personally would have made it like you know later, like uh, earlier, like around like maybe eight o'clock or seven, something like that. Because some places have been doing six, some places are seven. Um, and um, I my, I my- I'd go eight because some people might be getting out of work at six. Well, um, in in my mom's neck of the woods, back up in New York, um, there's protesting going on, and the cops are being there because there was a letter saying that it's going to get violent. So I'm going to be so after after the show is over, I'm just going to be checking in on moms to make sure that she's okay. And I'll tell you this: and anyone, any protest or anyone that tries to break into my mom's stuff, I promise you, you're not going to like what I'm going to do to y'all. So, just... Ooh, what are you going to do, sir? Things that are not, that I cannot discuss on, on, on air. We like that out here. We defend the family. Yep, because the things I will say on air, unfortunately, because we're recording, I cannot take it. I'll be held liable, but I will say this. Anyone who hurts my mom and her property, I promise you, the things I will do, I will do, it, it will, you, you, don't, you can't even fathom what I would do. So keep that in mind. And plus, my parent, my mom is ready. So I'm just letting y'all know, don't, but family is more important at all costs. I understand situation what's going on in the world i understand things in this country have not been ideal and i and as a black man i wish things would get better and i totally get that but anytime you start wrecking the family my family nah now it's no longer about your issues now you're trying to start something and if you start something trust me trust me when i tell you you're not going to like what i will do so family comes first Sounds good. We're about to have another ESPN producer on the pod, Mr. Brian Mungia. And uh, he seems like a very smart young man. And uh, shall be good. Baseball new proposal. Who knows if the owners will accept it. 114 games. If If any player chooses to opt out. A uh, hundred million in deferred money. They'd be done. They'd be done by October thirty first. 
and uh, I I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. Of course, the players want to play more games because the more games they play, the more money they're gonna make. So I I heard someone say it'd be it'd be seventy percent prorated, so they get practically almost every, everything. Um, but it's just it's just gonna come down to who wants it more, you know? Because now now right it's about to all right we we can't be the first one to accept. So since the players turn down the owner's first offer. The owners are probably just going to do the same just to do that. Just to be like, hey, you you didn't take what we thought was fair. So why would we take what you think is fair? Pretty much. That, that's what's going to happen. So it's really, it's really, it's really going to come down to like outside of middle ground. I think somewhere between 70 to 80 games, as I said to Mike Scudero, which catch you up in Yankees, by the way, she plugged. Um, between 70 to 80 games, I think would be the ideal. I think that's probably where we're going to go. I don't see 50, and I definitely don't see 114. I think 70 to 80 games is where... All right, and we'll talk about this a little later, and now we're about to have Brian on. Brian, how's your day going today so far? Oh, it's going good. Uh, just basically kicking out of the apartment right now. Mondays is always tough because of... (laughs) Brian, what's going on, my man? What's up, James? Yes, I know. I recognize James in Spring Valley. How's it going, man? <laughs> uh, man, it, it could be, man, it could be better. But you know what? We're gonna have to start with. We've been talking on our show for about four days, and this conversation cannot end without us talking about this. So. It's more about what's going on with the passing of George Floyd, how he's okay. passing in the riot leading up to it. So you're a fellow minority as, as yourself is because we're both minorities, so we, this affects us more than how yeah. we've been treated. So I want to get your thoughts on everything that's been going on from your perspective. Okay. Are you, you started recording already? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so a, that's a lot. You gave me a bunch of questions uh, about George Floyd, all that stuff. So I'll give you a little backstory. So of course I'm one minority. Uh, I was born a Latino immigrant. So I was born in New York, uh, born and raised. And um, so Eric, what what happened? All all this thing is awful. You know what happened to George Floyd being down for nine minutes. Uh, I can't believe an officer would do that. And I know there's no training for that. I have friends that are police officers, and they are saddened. Uh, they're uh, family members are scared um, that work for the NYPD and they're also minorities um, so like you know when I saw that video it hit me more this time than ever I don't know why um, because I saw the Eric Garner video too and I realized my wife just pointed out to me yesterday we live we live, we live like blocks away from where Eric Garner died wow blocks away I did not know that I was going to pass by today um, but I did, I, I try to catch up with my sleep, so I didn't, and, but I will probably pass by tomorrow. Um, so I was like, wow, I, he just, he literally just died there. And, and my councilwoman, she's been posting things about it and she posted it yesterday. She was there, Eric Garner's uh, mom. And I was like, my goodness, I, how could she do that? How could she, brave she could be to do that and stand in front of all these people that are hurting right now, you know? And so like... I can relate to the hurting because I, I've been in a, you know, a 
victim, I guess, of racism in the past. And like, oh, he's he's Spanish or he's Mexican. I'm like, no, no, I'm not even Mexican. <laughs> I was born in I was born in New York. I was born in U.S. Yes, my parents are immigrants, but they're not even from Mexico either. And so I've been stopped and by by friends like we call them friends, people by just telling me like, oh, you can't do that. They will never hire you. They will never do that. And it hurts. So uh, this one, it's happened to George Floyd just because he was what? A $20, from what I remember, the reports a $20 uh, course check, right? Yeah. And to be just like his, his, the police officer put his knee on him for nine minutes, that is awful. And I, I, I feel for George Floyd's family and I wouldn't want nobody, no matter what race, to feel that type of pain. You know, um, especially when he says, I can't breathe, you know, um, it's tough. It's, it's a, like, I, if I continue talking to it about it, it'll get me a little emotional because, um, I had these discussions. I went to a school that most of it was African, uh, American community. Even though it was a, a Catholic high school, most of it was African American. I went to a college that was in an African American community. <laughs> so like, I'm like, this is really tough. And I made sure of that because I wanted to learn. I wanted to be in an environment that was diverse. I didn't want to be ignorant to all these social issues. And I'm grateful for my parents for teaching me that from the beginning. So when you get it or if you get pulled over by the cops, are you are you going to be scared that you may not be able to continue your drive? So that's the crazy part. So I have never been pulled over yet. Okay, that's good. All right. Yeah. Yes. I don't want to say because it could happen any day. I thought I was going to get pulled over yesterday or the day before because it was, you know, the protests were around my neighborhood. Like I said before, I live close to where Eric Garner died. Um, but I, if I get pulled over, I, I might get a little scared. You know, it's, it's the, you know, the human in me. Um, and I have to remain calm. A great movie that I, I, I appreciate Chris Canty uh, introducing me to this movie was uh, uh, The Hate You Give. Oh, that's a fantastic movie. The ending uh, scene where where the little kid has the gun, right? Yes. Um, yes. That scene, I'm telling you right now, I, I am man enough to admit I cried like a baby. And I really thought the little kid, when he was like, when he says something like "Don't hurt my daddy" or something like that, yeah, and yes. and and the father just was basically "Please and please be better, do better." You know, you don't. That that was probably the greatest scene I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and that whole movie was amazing. The messages. I don't know if it it never got like an Oscar or a Golden Globe. I think I think from what I remember. Not high rated, no, but it's yeah. a very underrated movie. Yeah. James, if you've never yeah. seen it, you have you have to see this movie. No, I've seen it. No, I've seen it. I've okay. seen it several times. That's a that's a really emotional. A lot of movies that movie time very hard with me. That's one of the more shocking. And goes into what I have been talking about. What? James, you're breaking up. James, you're, you're breaking up a lot. I'm trying to understand the question. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold on. Okay. 
So what's been going on in the black community is the simple fact that it's been, it's been, it, things have been happening in our community, Brian, for over 400 years, dating back to like civil, like slavery. And all black people is to be treated fairly and given the same God-given rights as everyone. And we have, and our voices feel like we haven't been heard. And aren't you, and my question to you is, aren't you glad now, now that more white, Predominant figures are starting to speak up and joining us in the cause now. Yeah, it's, it's about time. Like, uh, even for myself, I was very quiet. I didn't want to give my political stance for a couple years, especially during this presidency. Uh, and it was tough because I have friends from the West Coast, and you know, that are white, <laughs> and they're very, they're very strong to their beliefs, and you know, I gotta respect their beliefs. But if I respect their beliefs, they gotta respect mine as well. So, you know, like, I love that more people are standing up, especially as athletes, like Zach Ertz, you know, like uh, Carson Wentz. Um, I, I love to see that. Because there needs to be more people that are united, uh, more people that there's love, you know, that um, isn't like one of the things that, that our, our country is based upon. We are to have the right for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And like you said, this has happened 400 years. I am a huge history buff. Like I was this close to going to school for, to be a, a college history professor. Very close. Because I loved it so much. I, I loved, I, I took amazing classes at Brooklyn College with Puerto Rican Latino studies, African American studies. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta see something. I gotta do something about this. You know, I gotta get my birds heard. And, um, and my professor that was my Puerto Rican Latino studies, she taught us about all this stuff. And she's like, and she's like, you know, all these people that are finally, you know, that, you know, the white people are standing up is great to see, but they gotta like continue that when something else happens. Like for example, Colin Kaepernick, you know, um, I, I feel bad for the guy who, he, who's talented. He's, he's more talented than some quarterbacks that are in the NFL today. And Absolutely. He doesn't have a, and he doesn't have a job. Um, and James knows that football is not my strong suit, but I know a little football. <laughs> so um, yeah. I, try to, I, I try to stay re- you know, relevant with yeah. events and try to like keep up to date with everything that's going on. And it's just tough because I'm like, why, why couldn't they stand up before? I'm glad they're standing up now. We needed that, and we need this more than ever to be more united as a country. Uh, absolutely, and and I'm and, and I'm not afraid to say this. Like, be, before this one, maybe maybe it just has something to do. It's been too much, but but before George Floyd's death, on whether it was the Garners one or Trayvon Martin or the many others, I never took to social media as much as I have been. I, I guess it's a little different be- because we got the podcast now, and obviously James is black, um, but it's just that it's been too, too much. It, it's been going on too often, and obviously, I'll never know what it feels like, you know? I have not had anything like that happen to me. If I get stopped by the cops, I'm not worried. You know, so I'll never be able to understand what you guys could go through, right? But I'm I'm sympathetic to, enough to know where it has to stop. Innocent people can't be dying. Guilt, guilty people, bad people can't keep living. 
and to a point where there was there was a meme yesterday where it was a picture of a kid on a hoverboard. He was like, "I'm eight. At what at what point do I get where I become a threat?" So if eight year old kids feel like that, how do sixteen year old, seventeen year old kids feel? And it's to a point where the few cops that were taking walks yesterday and everything like that, that has to keep going on. And and people can't be having bow and arrows like the Robin Hood try, trying to kill people and then cry victim when they when they get the crap kicked out of them. And and another thing I'll say too, in New York, like they they were obviously sixty plus. Their their business was boarded up, and yeah. a four or five guys went to them and started hitting that lady. At, at this point, even uh, even if she said the n word, you can clearly see she's sixty plus. Why can't you just walk away? She has no chance of defending herself. Now, if she did say that word, which some people are speculating she did, and which is why they beat her up, but still, sometimes you gotta know, okay, listen, if we hit her, we're gonna do incredible, incredible damage. More likely death than not. So sometimes you just have to walk away and, and chalk it up as, okay, she's racist, she knows she's racist, but she's so old now to where she can't change anything, and 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 before we move on this to, to whatever sports we have to talk about, bravo to to the seventy four year old black woman yesterday who has underlying health issues, using a walker, and and protesting yesterday. I I thought that was beautiful. She didn't have to do that. She risked her life to do that, and I I think that speaks volumes to how you know this world is has become. Like emotion, you know, uh, and I was like, wow, that, that 
I don't know how that kid didn't just like hug him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know if there was a longer clip, but I didn't see him hug him. You know, um, it, 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 yeah, oh, it, it was like two minutes long. The video. Yeah, I saw like I think a minute of it, and I was like, wow. And then the other guy was like, basically, why, why, you know, uh, like, you know, they don't, they want a nonviolent protest. You know, uh, there's people that do want that. Uh, I know police officers want that, but some people are upset. And they had enough. And like, I can't, you know, like it's hard to put myself in those shoes because, you know, like I try not to be violent. You know, it's I don't want to be violent. That's not in my character. But I do understand like when there's something wrong, I have to speak up, you know. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, that, that guy, the 31 year old that spoke to the 16 year old, when he, something was wrong, he had to speak up. There's been many times in my life that I had to like, okay, that was wrong what you did. And I had to go against people that are, have a higher authority than me or people that have, I respect it. And, but I have to say something because I'm like, no, you are wrong. And they're like, why? And this is why, because you just don't get it. Um, it's tough. Uh, but I hope like, you know, this new generation, we're still kind of young, but there's still the generation after us, you know? Yeah. They will be like, you know what, like, you know what, like, let's be smarter. Let's do things uh, the right way. Let's try to, you know, stand up for what we believe in, but also be smart about it. It's not going to be easy. Uh, but also, like, I was reading something. I think I posted on my Instagram. Uh, I don't know if I should mention who said it, but he basically said, like, it also, it, yes, it matters when you go out and protest, but also vote. You know, yeah. in the black community, in the Latino community, in the minority, every just vote. You can you can post all the memes you want, all the posts you want, but if you're not acting, then don't don't don't, don't say anything because basically you're not doing anything. So I was like, oh, that's that that hit me hard today. You know, and I was like, we have to vote, Brian, as a community, as a good yeah. in your in the, in the Latino community and the black community. And George Floyd's family said that educate yourselves, don't yeah. vote, go out there. There are ways to make change without violence. And that's yep. how we'll end it with this. And for anyone who's listening, anyone that's black, anyone that's Latino, if you guys want to make change, go vote. Go educate yourselves. Understand who you're voting for. Know exactly how, where to go to your, to your local offices and make change there. It's not just posting memes and saying that all oh, you follow. Educate yourselves. Know who you're voting for. Know who the leaders of your local community. That is how you make a change. You don't want like you cannot say that you support Black Lives and you don't and you do and you go nothing about it. This yeah. you have to educate yourself, guys. For anyone that's supposed to be pleased, I beg you, educate yourselves. Know who you're voting for and understand the candidates and know how to make a change. It starts in your local community before you get to the national government. It goes in your own backyard. You have to do that, and that's how you empower and inspire change. And that's where I'll leave it off with that. Um, yeah. um, quickly, last, last real one. What what's your thoughts on the looting? I think I kind of mentioned it before. You know, like I saw today this morning. I was at work and I was like looking at the ones in Soho, uh, looting in Soho, the Gucci store. I can't remember the other stores. Uh, very you know expensive stores, and and I was like, whoa. I used to work there. <laughs> I, I used to work literally in a in Citibank right there. And I was like, I think that was walking distance. 
And I'm like, all these things are happening nearby <laughs> to where I was or where I lived. Um, and it's tough, you know, and someone, I think I could be wrong. Cause I, I like, I have so many things in my head right now, but there was, you know, there was looting before the sixties and the seventies, you know, they just got tired. Um, I know it's wrong. It, it makes, I was just talking to a friend, like literally like an hour ago about this. And like, what do you think about the looting? Yes, it's bad. It's, it's awful because these people are losing businesses. Like I, 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 I get more sympathy to the small business because at least Gucci and all these other businesses or Chanel can go back and run again, right? Right. The yeah, they have, they have insurances. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they have insurance. But the small business is going to be a little tougher. It's like basically like let's say my uncle has a small business, a bodega, and then they loot it. How is he going to get that money back? How is he going to make, you know, pay for his first family? Um, it's tough. I, I like... I don't know. <laughs> like right now, I'm, I'm, I'm like stuck. It, it's horrible. It is horrible. Uh, especially for the small businesses. I don't know if it'll inspire change. I do know it's like what Just James says. You gotta go out there and vote. You can't just sit still and post memes like, look at this, look at this, look at this. Look what he said. Look what this president said. Look at, no. Go out. Go out in your community. Learn. Educate yourself. Cause that's, you know, it's like what my history professor told me when I was in Brooklyn College. History repeats itself. You know, so, so like educate yourself as much as you can. Don't be ignorant. Don't be like, okay, I don't want to learn that. That's not for me. No, learn it. Be open-minded. Well Absolutely. And that's exactly how I'll, that's exactly how I'll leave off. By the way, for those who don't know, um, the store, um, the owner of Minnesota, he, his, um, his sports star was burned. He's raised close to $900,000 and his goal is 110000 to rebuild his store. So we'll wow. post the link. We're going to post the link to this, to his, to his, um, his GoFundMe at the end of this when the episode go. goes live. So we're going to, we're going to post that too at the end of this thing. So I want to get that out. Now on to try to, going to sports, but, you know, we're professionals, we're going to do this. So, starting with baseball, we talked about this earlier, Brian, before you came on, about the Major League Baseball. So, obviously, Major League Baseball, the players sent a proposal to the MLB about 114 games proposal. The season would end in, in late October. And Jeff Passan newly tweeted that yeah. there could maybe only be 50 games. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I want to get your thoughts on on the MLBs, what MLB is thinking, uh, and will we have a season? Uh, so me and Gordon talk about this every day because we both love uh, baseball. So I produce Gordon Damer's show now uh, from Monday to Friday, um, and we discuss this a lot. Especially, I love baseball; it's in my blood. Uh, my grandpa played baseball in Central America, and he was he was you know, I don't know what position he played, but I think he was an infielder, and. It's, I love it. Like, it's, I, I can't, like, I know some people are like, oh, it's so boring to watch. I can't watch a whole game. I would be one of those kids in high school who watch a whole game by myself. Like, everybody would leave me and I would stay. Learn from Michael Kay and all these guys. Um, but what this is happening in baseball, it's ridiculous. It's taking way too long. You know how this could help America right now? <laughs> it could help so much and not get a distraction out of, of all these horrible things that are happening with the coronavirus, with the George Floyd, and uh, just like, uh, you know, all these things that are happening in our local communities. Um, 
it would be such a great distraction. <laughs> um, but they're dumb. <laughs> they just, I, they, it's not. It's not like the NBA that it's more. You know, like okay, we're having a conversation here. No, it's like little babies here. How about this one? Do you like this offer? No. <laughs> I'll give you this other offer. It's the worst. Perfectly said. I feel like they have not improved. Like. Gordon was like upset. He's like, I feel like not mentioning about this anymore because everybody's getting tired. Nobody's gonna call in about this. And it's, I feel the same way. I'm like, Gordon, let's just switch to something else. Like, let's talk about movies or something about because that's what people want to hear more. <laughs> so it's just, oh my god. And I just, and I, I literally, I just heard like a couple hours ago the Yankees. I think the like fire. What are they doing? And 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 they're worth five billion dollars. So so I guess so I guess they're running out of money. Oh my god. Like like and and it go and I here's what here's what baseball has to Right, and this is what I would do. And tell me if you agree with this, Brian. Stop everything to the media. And we and me and Nick, we talked about we talked about this before in our in our other episodes. Stop leaking things to the media. Have you heard of people from the NBA and their players? See the NBA. It's good news. It's good news. Michael K gave the best analogy, right? You're you're in a supermarket. You got you got the regular couple who has three kids deciding between milk or bread. And then and then you got the rich couple deciding between caviar and and another real expensive item. Problems against big world problems. Pe- people who are making million and billion of dollars don't understand, right, when half the world is either out of work, can't work, or losing a percentage of, of what they normally would make, right? 
so far I've, I've been home 13 weeks. The first 10 I got paid, but even when I was getting paid, I was making $230 less per check. So now that's almost 2000 over $2000. I'm never going to get back in my life. That's money I've lost. And now and now that I'm not making anything until my unemployment, I've lost three, I've lost 3 weeks of money that I'll never get. So I cannot feel sympathy that Mike Trout is possibly only going to make $21 million this year. I am so sorry, Mike Trout, that 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 you're going to be so poor. Which is also why I hated when months back, that before any of this ever happened, Dak Prescott has the audacity to say $34 million is not enough to, to take care of his family. I am so sorry, Mr. Dak Prescott. Wasn't that a false report, though? Because I, I feel like it was a false report. report. It was, yeah, I just oh, was? Like, oh, that's not true. It was. Okay. It was a false report. <laughs> uh, but, but, but before I answer, I, I have to jump in and say this, and another thing that gets me annoyed is that when, see, I, I, work, see, I work in the city, and I have to take, in order to get back, I have to take a reduced I take a reduced pay. So, you know, it's whatever. But what really gets me more annoyed is the fact that I understand if the season didn't start because of the pandemic, I completely get it because it's safety. At the end of the day, people forget we're in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, New Jersey just announced that June 15th they're going to start doing phase two. And New York City uh-huh. is going to go into phase one on, the, on June 8th. So I get it. But at the end of the day, you have to understand. It's like we're talking about this grind Everything going on in the world, what's going on with these protesting, don't you think baseball would read the room and say, hey, listen, we need to make a change not only to bring sports back, but try to make a difference in the world. What can we do to help what's ailing the world? Because sports and right and, and world issues can intertwine and help each other. Isn't, isn't, isn't that what we need right now? Yeah, they could definitely, but they've never been like... Since I've been well, since I've been alive, I, I never feel like they've been oh, like oh, let's stand up for this. You know, I never heard a lot from baseball. You hear it from the NBA. You hear yep. uh, you hear from soccer, even FIFA. Uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you, you saw that? You saw that? Yeah, so I, I saw. Weekend, I saw. I, I saw the yeah, I yeah. saw that guy from the Bundesliga this morning. I was like, are you serious? Like, what are we doing here? You know, I saw. Did you see from tennis players? See from boxers, yeah. you know. Yeah, baseball never. I never heard like, oh, let me stand up for this. Maybe after the, after. you know, yeah, maybe when they're retired. Like I know Jorge Posada helped a lot in Puerto Rico. I know, I know. I don't want to mention his name, but Carlos Beltran did also <laughs> help help in Puerto Rico. Yeah, I know, but it's like bad you never. Bad yeah, I know bad optics. So let me stick with Jorge Posada. <laughs> so, but um, yeah. but it, it's like they've never been that type of like. Oh, I'm gonna speak out and say something about. Although the, the first thing I guess that stands out to me, and this is horrible, is Blake Snell. You know, on, on Twitch. Yeah. And I and I, when I heard Blake Snell speak, I was like, I didn't think he would speak like that. Like I, I was like, I can picture that voice with him. Yeah, it didn't fit. No, and I was like, what is going on? And like, they, baseball players have never spoken up on social issues or or political issues, whatever you want to say. It is. Um, I just feel like they never had had, uh, but uh, NBA players have. LeBron has always had. 
uh, Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony. Uh, you know, they always, even if they say like with a shirt or whatever, the Clippers did it when Don started. Like they always stand up, and that's why I love the NBA. Like, like before, like you know, I was like I was I, I was I'm getting sidetracked here, but I was watching the Last Dance, and I loved it. Because I, I remember some of it. I was very young, like eight, seven years old when all this was going on. Um, and then when I watched it, I was like, wow, look at what Michael Jordan did. Look at what all this stuff. Like, they stand up. Like, you know, they were upset when Michael Jordan didn't stand up for that thing. Are you standing up now? You know? <laughs> so, um, it, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, how baseball is so, ah, uh, so fortunate. It'll get me some, it gets my blood boiled. <laughs> it's just like, don't you guys get it? This is an opportunity. You can see it. You'll be, everybody will watch and you'll get more viewers than ever. No, we're arguing about money and we're still going to argue about games. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty sad passing in these state affairs and you're looking at the NBA and Adam Silver is going to be voting right now and, and I only expect it to approve Adam Silver's plan to plan to return to play. So what they're going to have to do is they're going to bring 20 to 22 teams. Knicks don't qualify because, well, they're the Knicks. Um, yeah. I don't want to see the Knicks play. I'm glad. But nobody wants to see the Knicks play. Even Knicks fans. I don't want to see the word either. No, so it's okay. No, no, Tony Bryant, Knicks fans don't want to see the Knicks play. <laughs> no, no. I'm but, okay uh, with what's that. Going, yeah, I, I can accept it. But, um, but what's crazy is that the NBA is going to vote Thursday to announce his plan to return to play. Hockey in the next weeks is going to vote with the owners for their return to play, trying there, trying to open up um, um, camps by July 10th. They're trying to bring the NBA players back to practice and have their playing tournaments games to determine like who's going to be in, and they're and they're looking at Disney World. So you're looking at the NBA in August having playoffs, the NHL having playoffs, the NFL preseason, and baseball is just like, well, you know, we're here, I guess. Like. And, and you're not reading the room. You see LeBron James talking about social issues. You're seeing what's going on in the world. They're seeing what they can do to be better, and they're trying and they're hoping to bring sports back to try to help heal the world and try to go in and try to like you know you need something to help heal. And baseball, this is the golden opportunity now more than ever. And now what you're doing is like, nah, I'm good. Really? Could you imagine if you're a Yankee fan, Brian? Because we're all three of us are Yankee fans. Okay. And we don't get to see Garrett Cole pitch this year? Oh. I, I know. Apparently, he's going to make $8 million a year. That's, you know, that's, you know. Because that's not enough. That's not yeah, enough. Nope. No, because I, I, I won at 30 plus. And I'm like, oh, God, you don't get it. Like you're gonna remember though, remember though, for Cole, for Cole and Trout, it's a little different because they're both having new babies probably within two, three weeks. So because of a virus, that is the only reason why I think it's different. If it wasn't for that, I, I I'd be giving them more. But you know, you you can't possibly risk your health and and, and be expecting a new baby. You know. Yeah, I get that, but it's just like, oh my god! <laughs> like what James was saying, like you know, the NBA trying to move into Orlando or playing Disney World, like it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's definitely gonna happen. Um, NHL is that's so embarrassing. The NHL is probably the, the four, the fourth least 
watch sports in the U.S. Probably fifth, maybe I don't yep. know. Yes, it is. Well, uh, fourth. So I'm like, fourth. what are you? What, now it's going to probably be number during this time, right? Two because be, NBA is one. It's going to be one, and then it's going to be you know NHL. But then when football comes, of course, it's going to switch. Um, yeah. But I'm like, oh, this is your golden opportunity. You're right, James. But they don't get it. They never got it. Um, <laughs> and, and, I'm so and, frustrated. And funny. And you know what's funny? NHL, which has its own history of racism, I don't want to take up everyone's time, but it, trust me, you look up the NHL, you look up at what's going on in there, when they've had a history, racial issue, especially among black skaters, you look it up, it's real, it's there. But the NHL is looking to come back. Evander Kane speaking up, Keandre Miller, the prospect for the Rangers, he spoke up, Anders Lee, the captain of the Islanders, he spoke up. They want to bring change. They want to return the season. They want people to heal. The NHL, which is one of the most least watched sports, is going to take advantage of the opportunity. And baseball can't get out of its own way because of money. Money. Not for the pandemic. Money. And remember, Brian, we didn't talk about this. The CBA for baseball expires next year. Yeah. What about that? Oh, it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> we might have a, a strike or we might not have a MLB season. Great. 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 You guys are helping yourself even more. Nobody's going to care about you guys in a couple of years if you keep doing this. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty shame because baseball is trying to bring a younger audience back and tell me if you agree with this suggestion and i i made this and i talked to um i talked to several people about this um you know how in the nba where something happens quickly and the post on social media like lebron james makes a fantastic dunk and everyone's like did you see that amazing dunk by lebron james nfl patch mahomes makes a play instantly on twitter oh my god but in baseball you try to look at an amazing play. You know how long it is to find a play in baseball? They can't promote its players. They can't promote, like, the, the game of baseball is fantastic. It's a beautiful game. And I play baseball. It's a beautiful game to play. But you're trying to bring a younger audience, and you, you, you can't find a way to attract younger players to watch baseball to get invested in stars. And you're not doing a good job in this would be the perfect opportunity to bring in young fans to get to, to grow the sport like you've never grown before, especially in times like this. How are you dropping the ball? Boy, boy talk to me. Explain this to me. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because I it was sometimes there, um, I try to find highlights for Gordon's show, baseball. And it's so hard sometimes to find, especially for certain like channels. And I'm like, why they don't have it easily like the NBA? Like, if I need an NBA highlight, like, let's say Demi Lillard hits a three-point shot. Boom, that's on Twitter. Found it. Got it. You know? Um, if I need, like, a, a game-winning, I don't know, steal or something from LeBron or a three-pointer from Steph Curry. Fast. Super fast. Get it. Two seconds. Baseball? When I try to find a highlight, I've been searching, searching, searching. No, that's not the one I want. No, that's not that one. That's from the 1996. Nope. <laughs> so it's, it's so tough. And you're right. They have like, they have these personalities that could be great. Like I think Aaron Judge could be enough. Could be one. Yeah. Bryce Harper, even though he's a little wild, he could be enough. He can. He can. Mike Trout is more, cares more about weather, so he definitely can't be one. Even though he's so talented, but he cares more about weather. Tim Anderson. Uh, Anderson. Yes. Yes, uh, there's a couple of names that they're probably just Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso. See, we said at the same time. <laughs> he could be one. 
they have these people that are remarkable. Like, okay, you could grow your market with these guys. And like, I have a, um, I have a, I guess he's like my nephew. <laughs> so, so like my nephew, he, he's a big Mets fan, and he loves baseball. This kid is like a freshman in high school, plays baseball. Uh, we always talk about baseball every time I see him. Knows his stats, and he's like, I don't get why like more of my friends don't like it, or they like football more, they like the Cowboys more, they like this one. But baseball's so beautiful. Like Peter Alonso is legit. <laughs> this is all his words, you know. I don't like. Okay, and I'm like, look, he gets it. He understands. He likes watching. He misses it right now. Is he posting baseball stuff right now? No, he's not. <laughs> so he's posting about George Floyd. He's posting about other stuff, about NBA possibly returning. Um, and all of a sudden, he's become a Pelican fan. So like, uh, um, but so like, it's just it's just crazy. They're so easy to market the NBA, but baseball has a problem. Like I know. I know. Blame James. James's phone is hot garbage. Listen, my my it, it, it is my my phone like my phone drops at inopportune times. But you were saying back to like your your cousin's a Mets fan. Yeah, my nephew. Yeah, he's, nephew, he's nephew, a Mets fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he loves and he loves Pete Alonso. He loves the Mets. You know, he loves seeing their posts and stuff like that. Um. But basically, it's so hard how they market themselves. Like, they can't even market themselves right. <laughs> they try, but then they fail. Um, like, I love, like, for example, I, the one I think that was really good at it was Didi. You know, Didi Gregorius, after every victory, he will post something, or like a home run, like with emojis. You know, remember, James? Right. Like, those were, I, I love from Didi. It was so real. Yeah. It was like, okay, I feel like I know him a little bit just because of these tweets, you know? Um, he seems like just a positive guy. And I'm going to miss D.D. I don't want to go on that subject because I'm going to go cry. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love D.D. And so, like, it's just it's just tough. But um, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, why don't they do it? Like, LeBron, he puts something out. It's tweeted by millions, you know, throughout the world. You know, Carmelo puts something out. Tweet out. You know, well, they still doesn't. Yeah. Oh, maybe we'll get 100,000 tops. You know what I mean? No, not like NBA. For most of them too, it's I, I think it's more important to them. It's more important to their brand, right? Like Trout, he he feels that his game speaks for itself. He he feels like when he robs a home run, or or when he hits a home run, or when he makes a diving play, that it speaks for himself. But he's also on the West Coast, right? So how many how many people are gonna? get to see him play because remember he's up for maybe 10 minutes a game he is physically hitting for maybe 10 minutes a game he he might be only robbing a home run maybe once every three games right lebron always gets the ball if he's on the court there's never going to be an offensive set where he's not holding the ball so it's different judge right great when he plays but when he plays so he has to play more. He has to play 150, 100, you know, you know, 145 this season. He has to do that. So baseball is just very old and different. And hey, we are baseball. We are America's pastime. We we won't bow down to you. You have to come to us. And that's just not realistic. And also, it's different because baseball is expensive to play. When I was growing up. And I'm pretty sure you know this from your nephew playing. Baseball is expensive, man. You pay for the belt, the pants, 
the jersey, right? And that's just that. And then tra if you play travel team ball, that's that that's another hundred fifty to two hundred dollars. And and then you gotta buy fifty sixty dollar bats. You gotta buy a hundred and thirty two plus in gloves. Then then you gotta buy the batting gloves, and then you gotta buy the spikes or no spikes or multiple sets of cleats. So before you even play the game, my my mom personally was spending six seven hundred dollars, right? And that's if you want them to be good. If you don't care, you you put them in a little crappy league, right? Right? To to where to where you may just pay twenty five. Right, so back to what I was saying. Your phone is trash again, by the way. Um, if 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 you want it to be cheap, the the cheapest way you can probably play baseball is a little rec league. But where the talent's not going to be as good, and maybe you get the uniform and the shirt for free, and, the, and then you pay like thirty dollars for ump fees or whatnot. But it's just different, right? And, and also baseball, right? You need okay. nine and nine. Basketball, easy, two on two or three people game of twenty one, right? Fo football, you could do three on three. You 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 could do four on four. Ho hockey, you just pass the puck around. So. Baseball, it's just different, and and also a lot a lot of kids see it as, why don't I see myself there, right? They they can recognize with LeBron, and who, whoever else is on play, playing basketball or football. Baseball, it's 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 more it's more Hispanics than it is black, right? CC says it all the time on on ours two C two. There's not enough as me out there, so that that's where also baseball falls short as well. But Nick, here's my other point. Like, I kind of remember this. I was young. I was like eight years old or seven years old. I don't know why I said it like that, but yeah. Uh, I'm very excited about this documentary about that's going to come out in 3430 on Mark McGuire and Sam Sosa. Oh, uh, me too. Oh, yes, I'm excited. I I'm, I'm hyped for that. I am so excited because I remember when, they, when that was hype. Especially, I don't know, maybe I'm biased because uh, of my mom watching always the Spanish news. But I remember every single day, Sammy Sosa, boom, Sammy Sosa, right. boom. And I was like, oh, he's, he's going to hit his 57, 58, and then so on, so on. And I was like, Mark McGuire is with him too. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, like, just because of that, I wanted to watch the game. It was like appointment television, you know. And I remember that was like, okay, they didn't have social media. So what they used was the TV news, right? And when Sammy yeah. Sosa would speak with a reporter or Mark McGuire, um, he was saying like a little words in Spanish or someone would translate for him. And I remember how it was, and that was fun. You know, like you're watching a, a history in the making. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa every single day. Who's going to hit a, the longest home run today? Like, it was fun. Barry Bonds, remember that? That, that, when he yeah, hit yeah. a record. I, like, we were a little older then. 2001. Yeah, we, yes. I was I was I was eleven, I believe. I was eleven yeah. years old at that time. So I was like eleven. Yeah, I, I think I was ten or eleven around that time. But I do remember. I'm like, who is this Barry Bonds? Let me watch him. I might have to stay up a little bit to watch when he gets first at bat. Maybe he'll hit on run. Maybe not. But we'll see. You know. So I just because of that, it was it was great. But I don't know. You're kind of, you're kind of right. You're kind of wrong because like baseball has so much talent right now. But they don't know how to market them, or they don't know how to market themselves. You know, yeah. like he's like Derek Jeter was good at it. You know, he uh, of course he's a good-looking guy. All the women wanted to be with him, <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and all the guys wanted to meet him. 
Yeah, A-Rod. A-Rod. Like, how many people knew, like, knew who A-Rod was? He's dating all these famous, famous Madonna, uh, Kate Hudson. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay, A-Rod. And now, yeah. and now he's with J-Lo. And now, and now he's with J-Lo, you know? <laughs> so, so, like, it's like, okay, these people do know how to market themselves. Jeter did it with his game. But he also, like, he, when, he, when he lost the game, you could tell he was pissed. <laughs> like, he would be like, okay, uh, yeah, we played terrible. You know, that was, I had a terrible game. He was honest, you know. But I don't, he was like, yeah, go ahead. He was always hard on himself, but at the same time, he could kind of understand where um, he was coming from. So, but uh, I, do have to, uh, I do have to ask this question. Nick said the most outlandish thing I've ever, in the history of the, of the time that we've done this show, over oh, 30 episodes, he said the most outlandish thing he's ever heard. And Brian, he said, who's better than Aaron Judge? Who's what? Say that one more time. He said that George Springer was better than Aaron Judge. Nick, where are you going, man? <laughs> you see? You see? You see? You see? All right. All right. First off, first if off. I, if I was there, I would have stole my water out of here. That's how I'm like, really? Nick. Really? I, I, well, I haven't seen a lot of George Springer's games, okay? At bats. He annoys me every time I see him, and by the way. <laughs> yeah. But is, he better, but is he better than Aaron Judge? I don't know. I don't think so. No. Uh, is Altuve better than Eric Judge? Well, we'll see this year. <laughs> so, I gotta see. We'll find out. We'll yeah. find out this year. Uh, we'll Carlos Correa, I'll see this year again. Because those are the ones that basically I want to see. That's what I was excited for. I wanted to see how they were going to bat, you know, this year. But all the pressure and all that stuff. Now that pressure is gone. It's annoying. Um... George Springer better than Aaron Judge? Uh, no, I'm sorry, Nick. No. If if you look at George Springer's stats and oh, what no. he's done in his whole entire Astro career, he, you you can book George Springer for minimum oh. 450 at bats. Minimum. Oh my God. All right. He hits for average. Great contact. Great glove. Covers a lot of ground in center field, and he plays. No. Aaron Judge. No. His best no. season was almost three years ago now. He doesn't no. play enough. He cannot help on the bench. He can't make good catches on the bench. He can't hit on the bench. He can't do absolutely nothing on the bench. The main reason why people will say judge is because of a bias with the Astros cheating scandal. That's the truth. People love themselves from Aaron Judge. Okay? But I just said about Altuve. I was like, I don't know if Altuve is going to be better because I know his stats are way better than Aaron Judge, and he was the MVP, which Aaron Judge should have won that year. But that besides, he should have won that year. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. That goes with the bias, man. Yankees. No. Of course no, it does. Springer, no, but, but I gotta see how he, he played this year. I wanted to see. Now I don't know if I'm gonna get it. So, 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 so his last his last year's mean nothing, right? Just because you know a pitch is coming. You still have to be good. If if I tell James right now, 10 consecutive fastballs are going to be thrown at 95 plus, the most he'll probably do is foul it off. It's it's not just as easy as curveball, okay, hit it. It's sinker, okay, hit it. Fastball, okay, hit it. Slider, no, it's not like that. You have to be good. And at, at the rate they were hitting, Springer, Bregman, Correa, Altuve are phenomenal. Phenomenal hitters. Knowing what knowing what's coming is not gonna change. I'm just sorry. I'm I'm not gonna be biased and admit that every Yankee's better. Right now, if you were to put a poll up, right? 
Giorgella or Alex Bregman. Most people will probably pick Urshela just because he's a Yankee. Of course it is. Of course it is. It proves bias. It proves bias. It proves bias. Most people... No, no, I'm saying if you did. Most people would pick Urshela. That is like me saying, who's better, Patrick Mahomes or Daniel Jones? Really? 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 Do you really? Do you? Bias is bias. Bias is bias. Not even. Not even. Bias is bias. Not even. Dave Rothenberger is the most diehard Giants fan you can you can ask. He wouldn't even say Daniel Jones is better than Patrick Mahomes. He wouldn't say that again. Yankee Twitter is a different animal, James. You know this. Oh my gosh. Are you sure you're a Yankee fan? <laughs> oh my god. He, he, I'm, I, I'm just not sure biased, man. I I can't be biased. Not, I can't be that guy. It's not even about being biased. It's about, listen, it's about knowing the fact that when Judge, don't give me that or that healthy stuff. When Judge plays a full season, we might not get it. We're not even going to get it this year. But if oh. Judge plays the games, He's a top five player in the game. Springer is a good player. He's nowhere near Judge. He doesn't play enough. He's better athletically. He's better. He's not better athletically. No way. Yes, he is. Springer covers more ground than Aaron Judge does. Judge has a better arm than Springer. Arm has nothing to do with being athletic. Arm has nothing to do with being athletic. Judge track. Oh my God, Brian! You see what I do with everything? Springer covers more ground. Judge. Had the average of George Springer because I was just curious. So in 2016, he had a 261 batting average, 2017, 283, and that's what he knows what pitch is coming. But whatever. 2000, 2018 is 265. 2019 is 292. I also think about batting average. Everybody forgets about batting average. So like, I'm like, Aaron Judge. The, the thing that sucks for him is he's like he's never stays healthy. But that year that he was healthy, he was amazing. <laughs> so. Um, Remember, if Judge's averages are higher, it's because he's played less games than Springer. So. And 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 again, James, Springer plays center field, right? Judge does not cover more ground than George Springer does. So Judge got the arm, but athletically, athletically, Springer's more athletic. He's faster than Aaron Judge, also. He's. He hits for better contact than Judge, and again, Judge doesn't play enough. The best of the best availability worse. is playability. I don't know what's worse, that pick that you made, Nick, or the fact that you think Bobrachet is going to be better than Gleyber Torres. I don't know which one is worse because both of them are pretty freaking bad right now. Wait, both are am like I just like lost? How? 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 Going by both their first years, Bo Bichette had a way better first year than Gregor Torres. Might be a better player career-wise than Aaron Judge. I can agree with that. Oh my I God, the love of Aaron Judge. I, 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 said, I, I said it. I don't care. Because I love Gregor Torres. I think I love him more than Aaron Judge. Gleyber Torres has so much star potential written all over him. He, what is he, 22, 23? He's only 23 years old. Oh, and Bobichet don't? 
Oh, I forget. Popeshet is so old. Oh, I forget. He's so horrible. Oh That's right. God. That's right. Popeshet sucks, man. I forgot. I'm going to why what what why are you making me not like Brian? In the last twenty minutes, James, your vendetta your vendetta was to turn Brian against me. Why are you a Patriots fan? Oh, because I love Tom Brady and they know how to raise New York. Brian, you are so hurtful. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. I can't hear you. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. How can you hear? How can you be a Patriot fan in New York? That is a disgrace. You you know why I'm a Patriots fan. I don't gotta explain myself to you, you trash clown. I don't I love looking at football because it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. I don't get it, Nick. Listen, listen. First Super Bowl I ever saw was the 2001 Rams Patriots. All right. Before that, I was only baseball, and God was on my side that night. And I was learning about the game as it was going. You know, Tom Brady was just just basically owning the Rams. You know, just make it just making him his daddy. You know, all all that. And uh, I just said, whoever wins this game, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a fan of their team. And God just said, you know what, sir, you are a smart young man. And I will make the Patriots win. And I've seen five Super Bowls after that. And it may sound stupid to you, but I, I, I will ride or die with the Patriots. And I've seen one of the greatest dynasties in sports. And I will never be a crappy Jets fan who suck. And I will never be a crappy Giants fan who suck. And and that's just how it is. You know what, Brian? You're 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 really making the list, man. You're really making the list. All right, it's like it's 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 like Billy Madison. All right, and 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 one day you're gonna call. You're gonna call and you're gonna be like, "Whoa, I'm glad I called that guy." Says the Islander fan who hasn't seen anything in the past 20 years. But I'm still an Islander 
Yeah, yeah and, and, and they're still trash. Like another team before the Patriots. If, if I was born a Jets fan, okay, but before the Patriots, I, I, I never watched a game of football before, so you can't say I'm a bandwagon fan. I'm not calling you a bandwagon fan. I'm just saying that you see, but, let's see, I'm a Knicks fan. I haven't seen Jack Squat. Doesn't mean I'm not going to not root for the Knicks. I'm sticking with the Knicks. <laughs> That's my team. Knicks, so basically, like, we're using your, I guess, your theory, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the Super Bowl just I still don't have a team. The Chiefs and the 49ers play. Yet God loves me. Uh, you know, I would choose the Chiefs because they, you know, you know, and because also Shakira performed, which is actually my favorite female artist. So then I would have, you know, just it, it added a little more icing to the cake. I would have been a Chiefs fan right now. Playing after that. Super well, I mean, that would that would be your choice if you want to make that choice. <laughs> that, 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 that's your choice. But it's different too. It's different too. At, at the time when I did this, I was ten years old. All right. So. Okay. 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 Are Are you ten years old now, sir? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Well, everybody has their own team. It's fine. You know what it is, Brian? He doesn't have to go no more, and he had jumped. So now he gets to be like everybody else. You know what? I really, really hope. Jared instead of mics it up and just makes you feel like crap. And we're gonna play all these recordings back and you're gonna be like, bu, 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 I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> hey, you know what, Brian? I really, really wish I won the lottery, but you know. <laughs> yeah, but God didn't want us to, so you know, we gotta wait a little more. It's it's it, it's not my fault. You you, you you don't got that look. What can I say? Last here's, here's the last question I'll ask him. Now, assuming that, um, assuming that our baseball season, hopefully, you still got to do rapid fire, you clown. What are you I doing? Know, you're right. You're right. Hold on. I think it's my last question before rapid fire. My last question before get hit it. Listen, Brian. Assuming that the yet there is going to be a season, whether it's oh. 60, 80, whatever. Should the Yankees be the favorite to win the World Series? Um, now I'm going to feel like I'm contradicting myself. Okay. Um, the Astros are definitely going to fight for it, right? They're going to be up there because yes. they're talented. Oh, yeah. There's going to be other players that are stand-up. Uh, they still have Verlander, which I hate. Um, but, but the Dodgers are going to be fighting for it. I don't know why I keep thinking the Cardinals, but they're probably not that good. The Nationals are still good. The Stallions are still going to be up there. The Mets are going to be interesting. I don't trust them, but they're going to be interesting. You know, uh, the Braves, you know, there's teams up there. Boston, I don't think it's going to be the same because they lost Mookie Betts. Um, and I don't care what the Red Sox fans. Oh, that's another thing I have against Red Sox fans. Um, but the Red, Sox, Red Sox fans corrected in New York. You know, and I have yeah. one friend that is um, a terrible. He lives in the Bronx and he's a Red Sox fan. But that's besides the He sounds like a great human being. Yankees to win the World Series, 
but I also have to be realistic and I'll be like, the pitching, they got to stay healthy. Well, uh, what's his name? Domingo, her mom, come back. Uh, will they call up that kid from the minors? Um, Debbie. Debbie. Yeah. Or Clark. Uh, or Clark. Or Clark. Yeah. yeah. Like, will they call those guys up? Will someone else step up? Because someone else got to step up, you know? Uh, how will Montgomery pitch? All these guys, like, you know, like Glaber's great. Uh, I think he's gonna be good. Uh, Aaron Judge is he gonna stay healthy? Giancarlo's annoying. You know, he just hits for all runs. He, he should have stayed with the, the Marlins. He would have been more successful there. Um, huh. It's just a lot of there's there's a couple of question marks. Like there's people like I could rely on. Like I could rely on Glaber. Glaber's gonna be good. <laughs> you know, I know yeah. Glaber's gonna hit. You know, I could rely on him. Brett Gardner, I know he's gonna give me at least a hundred games. He will do his little stats. Maybe he'll, his home run total will drop, of course, because he had a career high last season. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's people like that. I'm like, okay, that guy could be good. That guy, maybe. Uh, Chapman. He, I've seen pictures of him lately. This guy is huge now. He's brolic. Uh, I don't know if that will affect him. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, I want them to be favored, but then I got to be realistic. I'm not sure. It's, I know I know that's a crappy answer. Um you know, but I still wear my Yankee cap because I want them to be successful. <laughs> <laughs> now, and and now we're gonna end the show with rapid fire. I, I think okay. we know how this works, Brian. So mm-hmm. as, as as I explained to all the viewers listening, um, I ask you random questions. You're gonna give me the first answer that pops into your head. Ready? Okay. Okay. Um, your fa- favorite all-time Yankee player growing up. I actually posted about this um, a couple of days ago. I put A-Rod, but then I realized, I think I love Mariano Rivera at uh, the same amount. Mariano and A-Rod, both of them. Okay. Hey, what, what would you prefer, what would you prefer happening? Um, are Yankees winning a championship or the Giants winning a Super Bowl for Dave Rothenberg to be happy? Oh, uh, no, I want a Yankee to win a Just to rub it in Dave Rothenberg's face. Poor Dave. <laughs> no, he's okay. He's good. He's fine. He has a good life. <laughs> <laughs> now, your fa- um, favorite um, fa- um, favorite artist, um, your favorite all-time favorite artist. Doesn't matter what genre. Ooh, there's a couple. Um, I've been listening to a lot of throwbacks lately, too. I could say my current, because I, I, I had I did another show and I said my favorite hip hop artist right now will be J Cole. So I will stick with yeah. that one. I'll stick with okay. Cole. All right. Who's um? You, who's your favorite soccer player currently? Oh my goodness, soccer player. Okay, that's tough because I did some that annoy the crap out of me right now. <laughs> uh, I don't know why she why she's coming into my head, but I guess because I love what she did in the World Cup, Alex Morgan. Okay. Um, if you, that's a, yeah. Alex Morgan? All right. Yeah. Does LeBron does LeBron win a championship this year? Oh. Yeah. No. No. Ooh. No. Now, who is your my growing up we all had those. Um I'm gonna exclude Michael Jordan in this because that's everyone's answer. Who to you is your NBA goat? Other than Jordan. Okay, I'm gonna think about like one of the first jerseys I was given as a gift in middle school was Kobe Bryant. 
to be put on the spot. Answer host two. <laughs> Host at, at at ESPN New York. My favorite host. Why do you do that? I love all. Oh, of them. I, I, I didn't. I did not ask that question. I well, well, well. After what he put me through, he deserves to be on the hot seat. <laughs> wow! Wow! Nick is going with fury over here. No, they're all good. I'm not gonna say it because I love all of them. Like they all have that's their different sides. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's a cop out, man. You Come on. The producer already. It's like a parent, right? Everyone has their favorite kid. Oh, Everybody God. knows. Come on, Brian. No, you're supposed to love them all. Yeah, you're supposed to love all of them. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's, here's the most interesting one. Um, you work for Gordon Damer, his lordship from five to six. What, what, is, what, what, is, what is the best part about working... Um, with Gordon Damer from 5 to 6 in the morning. Oh my goodness. Well, we're both waking up at that time. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Well, yeah. And, and, and it's so, yeah, and like, he has to get his coffee going and I have to get my sugar going. So, so I have to always drink, like, my little juice or my bacon, egg, and cheese always every single time I'm with Gordon Damer. If not, I won't make it. Um, but uh, the best thing working with Gordon Damer, he, I love his takes on baseball. On something that he like basically hates like oh, that's I can't even remember the name of the show like uh, oh uh, what's that movie you probably could help me James that it was on Netflix it was with Joe Pesci Robert De Niro oh oh uh, um, um the Irishman uh, the Irishman Irish, yes the Irishman I saw it one time and I, I I completely forgot about what the name of it so his take on the Irishman was one of the best radio I ever heard like <laughs> I heard I about that it. <laughs> it was so funny. Every single day, and then him going against Don LaGreca about it, like, I was dying. I couldn't, like, and, and I love doing his, uh, like, I love when he does his segment, uh, Headlines, which we do every Wednesday. It's hilarious. And, like, Florida Man, Florida Man, oh my god, he finds all these stories. Gordon is so talented, like, I, like, I don't know how he does it. 
because that's a tough shift from five to six, six. But the way he does it to make you like, okay, you're driving on your way basically home from work or you're going into work, but we're going to bring a little humor to you, a little entertainment. And that's what he tries to do, and I love it. I'm not about Gordon. So hey, I would say that. And here's the most interesting question, and that's now as up with here. Um, growing up, you're, you've been a Yankee fan, and baseball has been your passion. If you could pick one position you love in baseball, what would it be? Uh, I wouldn't say shortstop. I don't know why. I thought I'd probably suck at it, but I was like, I did play right field when I was like, I did a little bit, a couple games a year when I was like in eighth grade and did some baseball. I was terrible, but. I was right feel like I guess because that was terrible. Um, but I, I would I always wanted to play shortstop. I thought that was what all the action was, you know. So. Well, Brian, I gotta say this, man. You've always been my man. You're great. You're awesome. I'm really glad you got on the show. I'm glad you gave Nick all the crap. It's okay. I I I forgive you. James led you down a bad path. I mean, I mean, you didn't have to choose to be his best friend and join him, but because it's your first time, I I forgive you. No, it was great. It's great. But Brian, listen. Um, thank you again for coming on. Um, and continue the good work, man. And continue to spread all the positivity. And continue to educate all the managers that listen to your show. And we're going Damer is like I keep preaching: educate, vote, make a difference. And thank you again for coming on, man. All right, no problem. Thank you, guys. Take care, man. You're welcome, brother. Take care. Have a good Well, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, keep, keep laughing, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, keep, keep laughing, keep, keep laughing, you know, you really are, you, you, you really are a terrible, a terrible, a terrible human being, you're horrible. I think, I, I don't like to think of myself as a wholesome man. You let him down. You let him down a rabbit hole. For no reason. For no reason. For no reason. There's a method to the madness. The first, the first 40 minutes was great. We was having a good time. It was fantastic. But no, that's not enough for you. That's, that's not enough for you. You have to be a terrible, a terrible you mean. And, and also, where do you get the nerve after your phone cuts off twice? No, 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 three times. I'm sorry, darling. Three times. Three times. Where, where do you get the audacity? You ba- you basically said, I don't care about your feelings. I'm going to throw you under the bus. Let the bus go 105. Basically, take off your my head. You took off my legs. You, you were nice enough to leave a Capri Sun, but with no straw. So by the time I got it open, there was one ounce of drop of juice left. And a, li- and a little kid runs by and takes it and says, Juice box, mommy, juice box. That, that's what you did to me. That's what you did. And you, you are a horrible, a horrible human being. You know what? You know what? I hope you misplace your wallet, alright? 
I hope you misplace your wallet. I hope it's after payday. So you have like two to three hundred to four hundred dollars in your wallet. Then you have to go a full two weeks or a week, whenever your next paycheck is, without money. That's, that's what I hope, alright? And I hope, and I hope when you get your new phone, alright? I hope you lose it. So then you have no phone for three weeks. Alright? Terrible. Terrible. After what you after what you just did to me, I might not speak to you till till we record tomorrow. That's 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 what I might do. If 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 you say something in the chat, in the group chat, I'll 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 talk to anybody but you. Cause cause because basically the last 25 minutes, and, and which which over by the way, we went overtime. We went way overtime, and you know, now now sure I didn't remind you about rapid fire, but you know you should have done rapid fire, and you had the audacity to ask one last question before you start the rapid fire. What do you think this is? Seriously, I I need to know where you get off doing doing going rogue like that. What's wrong with you? Well, well, look, I thought today's show was riveting. I thought that I made the last 25 minutes even extra special. I thought Brian, Brian had to come. And I think what's that is, and, and I really think that this, this was a great show. And I really, really think that the masses need to understand. Well, all I know is that we're going to have Chris Williamson from SNY. From, from we're going to have him on. That is great at 9.30, so I can't wait for that. But uh, before, like, all i got to say is that I think you did a great job. And again, um, I think I did a great job. So we're going to end on that note. On that note, guys, seriously, go out and vote. Go make a difference. Stop talking about it. Be about it and show your actions. Stop with the rioting. Stop with the leading. This is not how we bring change. Go out there. Let your voices be heard. Vote, educate, and unwise in your mind. And on that note, end it here. We'll be back tomorrow as Lick as Nick licks his wounds from getting stabbed multiple times. And I will just say, life in the citizen of those good eyes. I'm afraid, I'm and you will wake up a Jets fan, you miserable schmuck. <laughs>